TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. The real celebrity in my family, my wife, is in the building this afternoon. My mother-in-law is in the building this afternoon. Action Jackson is in the building this afternoon, as well as our dear friends Brandon Keeler, Corey, and uh, salesman extraordinaire Jay Wilson all here today rolling on with you. We've got Josh Pate coming up in the very next segment of the show as well. And, of course, we've got you. If you would like to swing on by, if I haven't had the privilege of meeting you, I'd love to do so. All you got to do is uh, swing by the Corner Cafe Ingalls Markets in Powdersville. That is 10903 Anderson Road in Powdersville. Would be an honor to meet you if I have not had that ability yet. Boy, you know, you get the sense that the Carolina Panthers have really and deeply offended the community with what they did today. Uh, we, we received this text that I think is really, it's really interesting and it's, it's sad. Texter says, uh, look, I will say that... Um, He says, Mark, I have worked as a cameraman for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I've worked as a cameraman for the Carolina Panthers at Wofford for the past four years. I work there this year like usual, and as of today, the Panthers have still not paid me for my work. It sucks that they are going away, but I honestly say good riddance. I'm over all of the BS from the football field to the payroll office. North Carolina can have them, so says Jacob in Spartanburg. Jacob, I'm so sorry that was your experience, brother. I'm so sorry. Um, He says, I will say that over the past four years, I've become more a fan of the Panthers from being at Panthers training camp. But with everything this year, I've concluded that David Tepper is a dumb bleep who doesn't know his head from his bleep in the ground until he's out i'm out he's ruining ruining everything uh that the franchise was built on and i won't stick around to watch it so says jacob in spartanburg uh texter says mark dave tepper's scouts told him to take cj stroud and he refused now he looks like a fool 
Uh, Texter says, Mark, my 17-year-old, who has pulled for the Panthers his whole life, just said, I'll just pull for the Ravens now with you, Dad. So says Mongo. So says Mongo. Like, I, it's just they are out of touch. I feel like they've taken you for granted, and I feel like they're, they're acting in ways where they don't really give a rip whether you root for the team or not. And, you know, you better be careful about taking somebody for granted because you'll wake up one day and they won't be there. And that's what's going on with Dave Tepper. You know, that, that's what's going on. Um, I, think it's, I think it is so sad. It's so sad, like, just to consider, you know, every single year, I feel like in the state of South Carolina, um, the Panthers have lost 10% of their fan base since I've been here. I've been here four years, okay? When I got here, 56% of the fan base of our listenership, 56% of our listenership said, yeah, the Carolina Panthers are also South Carolina's NFL team. Last year we did the same poll. It was 16%. They're losing 10% of their South Carolina fan base every year. Texter says, hey, Mark, I went to the Panthers-Cowboys game a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte. 80% of the people in attendance were Cowboy fans. Tepper has lost this fan base with his mismanagement. I can't dispute that at all. I can't dispute it at all. And there is no more hopeless feeling as a fan base than having bad ownership, right? There is no more hopeless feeling than having bad ownership. And that's what you've got because there's no escape from it. If you have a bad coach, you can get a new one. If, um, if you have a bad GM, you can get a new one. Have a bad quarterback, get a new one. But having a bad owner is like having a bad parent. There's just no, there's no escape. There's no escape. Uh, Texter says, Mark, in all honesty, since you've been living here, what's your impression of the area compared to some of the other areas you've been? I'll tell you this, Texter. Um, the best decision I ever made was coming here. Ever made. I love it here. Um, the area is great. The people are great. The sense of community is my favorite thing about the upstate. I always wanted to host in a place that had a sense of community, and I never did. I never had it. You know, I hosted in Orlando, and it was very, very transient, right? Atlanta was getting there and was close. Um, Houston has such different demographics to where if you're hosting in the evening, it's like nope, nobody's out there. Nobody's listening. I wanted to host in a place where the community cared about the work that you did, and they cared about being from where they're from. And you guys have welcomed me. I'm not saying all of you love me. I'm not saying that, but I love being here. And it's a like it's just a fantastic decision. They say the people make the place, right? The pride that you guys take where from from the in the upstate and where you're from and how into the community events that you are, how into high school football, every time there's a team here that's doing great uh, you're so into it. The fact that you guys show up and show out for live shows, that doesn't happen everywhere, man. It doesn't. You know, like, you can do a live show in Houston, people don't show up. Live show in other places, people don't show up. You do a live show here in the upstate, people come out, they say hello. There's a gentleman right here to my left that just came by to say hello. And uh, it is the, it's a, it's just, it makes the place so special. And I can't put that in any more words. The people make the place, 
you guys have made this stop for me, uh, this, this move, incredible. You know, like you've made it incredible. And I, I can't say anything more about that. It's just, it's, I, it's the best decision I've ever made being here. There's no doubt about that. I said on the Carolina kickoff show on Sunday, Mark, the, the problem with the NFL is it's designed to be profitable for ownership, whether your team is, is good or not, whether you're putting effort into the team or not. I think the only thing that the Panthers can do, Panthers fans can do, is embarrass Dave Tepper. That's the only thing, because like, he's a billionaire. You're not going to hurt his feelings if, if you don't buy merch. You're not going to hurt his feelings if you don't buy hot dogs and beers at the stadium. What you can do is not show up. You cannot show up. You can embarrass Dave Tepper to the point where Roger Goodell has to step in and say, Dave, what the hell are you doing over there, man? What are you doing? How come your stadium is empty? We can't show this on TV. We can't, we can't put empty games on television. That's the only thing you can do is embarrass him. And if, if he's not embarrassed right now, I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm not sure what, what does motivate him. You know, it's, you know, at some point he's got to look at himself in the mirror and say, wow, like I, I could not have done a worse job if I tried. Guys, if, if I was to write a 101 book for you on how to ruin an NFL franchise, I wouldn't be able to write it as well as Dave Tepper has done it. And I'm using the word well in air quotes right now. It's a disgrace. And now it kind of feels like he's kicking you to the curb, kicking all of us to the curb. You know, like we are a media entity where our sister station in our building carries the Carolina Panthers. You know, why? Because people care. And I'm just wondering how long that word care can be used in the present tense. How much longer before you have to add a D on the end of it? They cared. They used to care. Well, Mark, let's put it this way. Without getting into specifics, I bet you could guess the answer, the team that I'm talking about here. But there was a team that one of our stations in the building carried for years. When they ultimately looked back at it, they looked at the ratings, and they said it doesn't really do anything for us. Doesn't do, it, doesn't do anything. Doesn't really raise the ratings for that day that they play. Doesn't really lower the ratings the day that they play. Doesn't really do anything for us. So why are we screwing over the audience who wants to hear what it is we typically program by playing something that they're completely apathetic about? Right. Right. I mean, it's... Diesel, you said it. You said it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And Carolina, their actions have shown how little they care. And that's what is, uh, that's what's so disappointing about this. The headline reads, Panthers will hold training camp in Charlotte. The headline should read, Panthers training camp will no longer be in South Carolina. The way they're spinning this is they're staying where they train year-round next offseason, extending a league-wide trend to streamline football operations by remaining at team headquarters. Only six teams conducted training camp away from their facilities last year. Yeah, but how many teams are trying to claim two states? None of them. Like, how can you claim two states if you're never in the other states, right? If you're never in them. You know, you, you show people how much you care by the actions that you take. 
And um, this is, guys, I mean, this is, this is a dark day for the community. I had management tell me today this feels like a gut punch. I would have graded the, the sports scene in the upstate before today as a C. Now I would grade it a C minus. You know, just, just calling it a spade, keeping it a buck as, as much as I possibly can. This is a gut punch. You got a bad man in charge who's putting a bad product on the field, who's allowing no continuity to develop. He listens to nobody. Stories are out there about all the backstabbing that took place to Frank Reich. Frank Reich wanted to do it his own way. He's got people backstabbing him behind disagreements about Bryce Young. How could anyone succeed there? Literally, how could anyone succeed here? You know, I don't know who had less of a chance of success, Spencer Rattler behind South Carolina's offensive line or Bryce Young with this top-down ownership. Who, who had a worse chance of succeeding? you got to be kidding me with this, man. All right, we got our buddy Josh Pate coming your way next, live on location at Ingalls Markets in Powdersville. It's offsides, and we are the Fan Up State. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live on location, Ingalls Markets in Powdersville. This is Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Guys, uh, you have heard all week long how upset I am about the developments in the college football playoff. And uh, I've, I don't know that I've ever witnessed more obvious corruption. Diesel and I surmise we're almost positive that television ratings came up when they were discussing the teams. You know, I heard Colin Cowherd, who I actually love, say today, look, if you're paying for the wedding or if you're, if you're the chef at the restaurant, you should get to choose the ingredients. And I, like, I, I, I never thought selecting teams for the college football playoff should, would ever be a matter of personal preference. This, to me, feels about as corrupt as it could possibly be. I feel like a lot of people in our business have been bought, purchased. Whenever I hear television ratings come up, that's proof positive of that. 
it w- there, there was always a merit value to that. Look, in any entity, in any entity, what you have is you have ratings grabbers, right? But there's, there's, a, there's a semblance of what's right here that has been completely and totally lost. And that, my friends, is about as disappointing as could possibly be. Joining us right now is the host, in my opinion, of the best college football show in America. He's also in eighth place. Eighth place in our upset pick standings. Just three points off the lead, but no upset picks this week. They will resume next week. Our friend Josh Pate joins us right now on the show. Josh, always uh, good to catch up with you, my friend. Josh, Florida State was the second most obvious selection to me. Washington, number one. Florida State, unbeaten and number two. Michigan, you and I have discussed whether they should be even uh, a candidate for playoff inclusion, for playoff inclusion because of, of what they were involved in with cheating, right? And so you, you got a debate about Michigan. If Michigan's in, then the debate for the final spot is Alabama-Texas. If Michigan is out, then Alabama and Texas both get in, right? Florida State was second most obvious to me. I am floored that they were on the chopping block. I got a message from you Sunday morning that said you were very, very scared. As you have digest this, Josh, is your temperature coming down at all? Because mine is not. No, I'm in the weirdest of positions. So you think Florida State should have been in and they got screwed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, I think the right four teams got in, and I'm sitting over here thinking Florida State got screwed. So it, let me parse this out for you. Let me tell you how this works. So I don't care, nor do I think anyone should be able to – um, value Jordan Travis's injury. I don't even believe in that conversation. You and I have talked about that, so I believe their resume should speak for itself. I also certainly don't believe TV ratings or projecting how you think teams will do has any business in this conversation. I don't even believe in discussing that. So where I was was I simply thought there were four better resumes than them, which is an entirely different conversation. That's not even the conversation that we've ended up having, though. What we've ended up having is you got someone like me who thinks Bama just belonged in over them, and then the committee puts Bama in. So initially, I'm like, ooh, that's tough, but I agree with the decision. But then you start hearing the reasoning, and Dennis Dodd, who writes for us at CBS Sports here, he hit me up uh, yesterday. He said, hey, look at this. And he had, he had written an article on CBSSports.com where he got one of the committee members to anonymously – talked to him and the dude just flat out admitted yeah uh this was gut-wrenching but part of our decision was due to how we thought they would perform in the playoffs which is just garbage so if that's how they got left out instead of just resume comparison like i believe in then i got the four that i think i deserved yet i still think they got screwed and the other part of this you mentioned cowherd you mentioned a lot of people throwing around the the conspiracy theories are just throwing around the theories, period, that that sort of thing should matter. It's completely ridiculous, um, but I think it's true. I think it's accurate. And I, I'm a believer, Mark. I can't prove this, but I'm a believer that that committee changed their protocols on the fly. And all the evidence is there. Uh, for example, you know, Florida State looked to be in this thing, and nothing crazy happened in the last weekend. Florida State won, uh, as most people thought they should, maybe. Um, they were, you know, undefeated and 
playing for conference championship. It's not crazy that they won. It's not crazy Michigan won. It's not crazy that Washington beat Oregon, but if you do think it's crazy, that didn't change anything. It just substituted one Pac-12 team for another Pac-12 team. It's not crazy that Texas won. The only upset that I think may have mildly surprised people and changed things was Alabama over Georgia. But that's mild, man. And yet you look at what happened on Selection Sunday, and three radical things happened. You had not one but two teams – ranked below the number six spot, make it in. We had never had one before. Two of them made it in. You had an undefeated Power 5 conference champ left out. Never happened before. You had number one drop all the way out of the rankings. That's never happened before. It's my belief that that committee had baked in their expectation to their rankings. They expected Oregon. They expected Georgia. You know, they expected Florida State to lose, and therefore they had already sort of baked it in, and then they got caught with their pants down. And lastly... I do believe the TCU game last year played a role in this. It shouldn't have, but I think they looked at it, and they saw 65-7, to and they said, we can't allow this to happen again. So we've gone with the deserving route. Now we're just going to go with not not flat out the best four teams, because if they did that, Georgia still would have been in too. But we're going to sort of blend it. And if we're on the fence about something, we're going to go the route of best over most deserving. And – if you want to call that corrupt, I'm not even going to argue with you because if that was the thinking, then it kind of is. But I've been in a weird spot, Mark, because I would have put Bama in, but I would not have put them in for any of the reasons that I think they got put in for. Josh, where does the motivational mojo, and yes, that is an Austin Powers reference. I am doing the air quotes with my fingers. Where does that mojo lie in the Florida State-Georgia game, and which one will use that mojo more effectively? Well, you would think initially Florida State. Um, I remember the Sugar Bowl last year. Kansas State falls to TCU. Or no, Kansas State wins the Big 12. People just misremember the past. I just did it. Uh, I thought Kansas State may have a little bit of an edge against Alabama. But remember, Bama had 10 draft-eligible juniors or seniors, and every one of them ended up playing in the bowl. We don't see that anymore. And so Bama ended up rolling. Well, if Georgia does that, Georgia will roll over FSU. I have no clue who's going to play and who doesn't. And Florida State is dealing with some opt-outs and some transfers as well. And, and just, you know, some guys headed off to the draft. So it's a shame. I mean, it doesn't do us much good to complain about it because that is what bowl season has become. Uh, but I really hate that we're not going to get to see a Florida State minus Jordan Travis at otherwise full strength. So I don't really know. I mean, I have no idea. Until we see the opt-out list, I have no idea. Josh Pate, host of Late Kick, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. You know, I I heard an interesting take this week, Josh, where, you know, college football has seemingly overnight gone from the sport with the most meaningful regular season to the sport with the most meaningless regular season, uh, especially when you consider what Florida State accomplished. Now, I got to be honest with you, Josh. You're a friend. I don't see how anybody could have one-loss teams over Florida State and say they have a better resume because the most important part of the resume to me is the zero in the loss column. What would you say to anybody who says, how was Florida State's regular season meaningful? Why didn't they just stop playing then when Jordan Travis went down? Um, I would say the regular season was meaningful. What I do is I say every single game every team played was meaningful, and there ended up being – for more qualified resumes, I guess, I guess if you want to frame it that way. Um, I, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit here 
and, and blame Florida State or, or try and nitpick, hey, they should have won by more or their quarterback shouldn't have gotten hurt. That stuff's ludicrous. And I know how insane it looks when an undefeated Power Five is left out. You know that you've had me on this show a million times, and I have agreed and still do agree that the regular season in college football is the most valuable in all of sports. But I have never been a blind record comparison guy. I've always believed that one of the biggest lies in our sport is you just are what your record says you are. Um, What I look at, and the reason I would have put Bama in over Florida State, has nothing to do with any of this other nonsense we've talked about or we've heard other people talk about. I believe there are 12 and ones that I would put in over 13 and O's. I I say that every year and vice versa. There there could be some 13 and O's that I look at. There have been some years where I look at some 10 and twos and think they're more valuable than some undefeated. So I got to look way further than just the initial layer of topsoil in this sport because of the disproportionate nature of schedule conference to conference. Now the pushback there that I don't normally have is normally when we're arguing this, we're talking about a team that didn't challenge themselves in out-of-conference play, and they played in a weak conference. Well, that's not really Florida State's nature this year. The ACC may have been down a little bit, but they challenged themselves. They play Florida every year. Uh, they did it on the road this year and did it without Travis. And they also played LSU at the beginning of the year. Um, so I, I take all that into account. This was not some slam dunk for me. This is like 52-48, 51-49, leaning Alabama. But I did take all that into account. I just flat-out believe this was an anomaly of a year where we had a bunch of teams jumbled up at the end. We've never really had that, at least in my mind, before. And you were going to have someone get jilted, and it ended up being FSU. But I certainly don't believe in them being left out for the reasons we're talking about, if that's the reason they got left out. He is the host of Late Kick Show on YouTube, Josh Payton. Here's another conspiracy theory for you, Josh. NCAA President Charlie Baker tried to sneak seismic changes to the college football landscape in while we're all busy arguing about the playoff. Now, I'm not super adept at reading between the lines of sports articles. I read the surface-level stuff, and then I turn to guys like you to find out what's really going on. So what do you make of the new proposal by Charlie Baker? What is it really proposing? And is this the tectonic event that will end up being the split between the top 40, 50 richest programs and everyone else? I don't think it's going to be 40 or 50, uh, but yes, I do think we're moving that direction. We have been for a while. It was just when was the first public drip? Uh, this was the first public drip. Now, what's ironic is in the past, had we gone down this road, they could have gotten away by giving up so much less, and they could have gotten full agreement. They would never have had to broach this whole employment of student-athletes uh, story and an issue that they're going to have to broach now. Uh, to be clear, what you're talking about is a proposal where it would end up being that schools can give NIL directly to kids. If you're chuckling because you think that's already happening, feel free to chuckle. But, yes, that's what was in the, the black and white. Um, and it would equate to about thirty grand a year, it looked like. And above and beyond that, you can set up trust for kids. So in the past, that would have been monopoly money. But because we didn't – well, I'm not going to say we. I was in favor of it. Because they didn't – act proactively on this 10, 15 years ago. Now they're stuck doing this, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen is players or people who moonlight as representative of players, in another world you would call those union leaders, uh, they're going to come back to the table and they're going to say, no, 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 no. 30 grand's not enough. We see those media rights deals you're signing. We want revenue sharing on the media rights. That's where we're headed. I think that's where we'll ultimately end up. Now here's the trade-off. 
and, and here's where you get a little bit of balancing out. If we get to that place, there will be a breaking off of the major sport, college football, from the other sports. It's not schools breaking away from schools. It's sports breaking away from school. You'll have that, and you'll also have to have some concessions of if we're going to give you revenue sharing, then you're going to agree that a scholarship means something. And by that, we mean it's no more free transportation here or there. And by transportation, I mean portaling. Uh, if you sign a scholarship, you're locked in three years with a university. And we're not going to deal with what we're dealing with now, which is sort of Wild West. I think that's the concession and the trade-off that will come into play. But we're headed towards some kind of right-sharing deal for student-athletes, but it'll be football players. I don't think it'll be – I don't think Title IX will be in that equation because I think that there is legal grounds to totally separate from the university and create your standalone entity being football uh, to where you're not beholden to Title IX. And I think a lot of people are going to cut off their nose to spite their face in trying to – trying to pursue players' rights here. Josh Pate joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Josh, I was uh, took the wife out to dinner on Friday night, then went home and was watching the Pac-12 championship game, knew you were there, was looking forward to seeing the game, and then I was hit honestly with profound sadness. That just I, I wasn't expecting that, just knowing this was going to be the last rendition of this entity that I was ever going to be able to witness. Do you have any explanation, Josh, for why we ended up here with the Pac-12, especially when you consider they weren't able to get anything more than an Apple streaming offer, but then all but two of these teams seem to have significant TV value for other conferences? So as you peel back the onion here and you ask yourself why, why wasn't there a lucrative television deal at play or available to the Pac-12 that could have prevented this? Uh, people who had no clue how to run a conference were put in charge of running a conference is the grand result. You're seeing the grand result of that. Um, the Big 12, I believe, survived and ended up thriving as much as they possibly can because of ineptitude on the Pac-12 side of things. Here's what was crazy, Mark. So I'm standing on the field out there at that game, and George Klykoff is there. He's on the field. He's walking around. Wow. And that guy is as much the reason for this collapse as any other human being out there. And um, it, it's a shame, dude. It's a shame because, like, 99% of people don't want to see this happen. And there are about, they're about half a dozen to a dozen people who could not care less about college football or college athletics. They care about the dollar. And this is a tale as old as time, by the way. And because we don't have strong leadership in this sport, you got a bunch of people looking out for themselves, they were able to walk in, take advantage of the sport, take advantage of college athletics for their own self-interest. And as a result, you've got a world now where you're going to have two power conferences. You've got another two of them struggling to keep their head above water. You will have dozens and dozens of programs that ultimately fall by the wayside, if not immediately, then eventually. You'll have tens of thousands of opportunities that used to exist, not only for players, but also for personnel and for administrators and coaches and whatnot that used to exist. It won't exist anymore. And why? Um, so we can make a few more TV dollars. And by we, I do not mean us. I mean people we'll never meet and we'll never know and we'll never rub elbows with, and most importantly, people who will never give us a dime of that money. And yet you still got folks blindly chanting their three-letter conference affiliation as if they're part of it. You're not part of it. You are not part of it at all. Josh, to go back to the question that I asked you just a minute ago and get a little additional clarification, 
in your mind, if the universities are paying money directly to players and putting additional monies into trusts, does that replace the need uh, and the role of NIL collectives, or is that just in addition to? I think ultimately, I think there'll always be a place for collectives, uh, but what I think it would do is calibrate the actual NIL market. So we can call that NIL, but what you're really talking about is a salary. If I'm paying, if I'm being paid 30 grand because I'm a linebacker at South Carolina, I mean, my name, image, and likeness didn't earn me that. It's the value of me putting on that, that uh, garnet and white and sometimes black uniform that earns me that. That's a salary. Now, if I got a tire dealership in the greater Columbia area that wants to go above and beyond and give me a $5,000 stipend a week for five social media posts, that is NIL. And so collectives could help arrange that, and we'll always have room for collectives. But if we enter a world where the university is paying the kid directly or the conference maybe is paying the kid directly through media rights revenue sharing, then a collective is certainly not doing what a collective is doing right now. Josh Pay joining us, Josh. Uh, to, to piggyback on that question, your amendments to the transfer portal or NIL, you know, you always hear folks say, well, why shouldn't the players be able to leave when the coaches peace out? You know, I, I believe I've mentioned to you before, Josh, I'd have con- the scholarships written to, to carry through the end of the season. The actual end of the season, including the bowl season. Same for coaches. There's, there's no, you know, coaching hot period where you can fire and hire coaches before the bowl season has been played. Then to me, Josh, uh, I can't stand all these transfers. Uh, this is beginning to feel like the one and done of college, college basketball that we're going through right now. One is okay. We understand circumstances. Family members are sick. Coach who won't give you an opportunity. But every other transfer should come with a one-year penalty. And I, I think once we do get a cap on NIL earnings, and I believe we'll have to, every time you transfer, that number should go down by 25%. So if your cap is a million dollars you can make in NIL, you transfer at 750 Transfer again, it's $500. Um, like, are you as disturbed by what you're witnessing, Josh, as, as we all are? You know, there, there's, there are folks wondering today if Shane Beamer's going to be even able to field a team this year, or is this more of what you thought we'd, we'd be seeing? Well, yeah, I hate it, uh, but it's not a surprise to me. And, you know, you, you and I have had this conversation like 10 times on this show before. This really all goes back to the college football playoff in its inception. The, the playoff itself, I'm not claiming ruined anything. I think the, the draining of every marketing dollar and being redirected towards making the playoff the end-all, be-all and making games that have playoff implications important at the expense of other games being meaningless all of a sudden, that was not conversation kids started. That was conversation that old people who run this sport started, network executives started, marketing directors started. The kids just listened. And so all of a sudden Leonard Fournette opts out. And then three kids the next cycle opt out. And then ten of them. Then you exponentially end up where we are now. And there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube. And I don't pretend there is, Mark. All I ask, And if it sounds like I'm a little bitter about that, I am. All I've ever asked is not to hit a rewind button. This is real life. It's not a movie. What I've asked is, can we please take the people who have made terrible decision after terrible decision out of decision-making positions and try something new? That's all I've ever asked about our sport. Who's America's best team heading into the college football playoff, Josh? 
Alabama is going to end up being the best team. It's the team I'll have power rated number one. They'll be healthy now. The only thing I thought may trip them up, as I told you, against Georgia is they were banged up enough along the defensive front and were without their number one tailback that I thought they may not be able to handle the point of attack and may not be able to sustain drives. Well, they gave up 78 rushing yards to Georgia, and I'm telling you, I wasn't wrong. They were banged up, and they won't be now. Um, I don't think Michigan matches up well with them at all, and I think a second time around against Texas would yield a different result. At least I would project it to. So Bama will be my number one going into this thing. We appreciate you, pal. Late kick tomorrow night. What's coming up? Oh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Transfer portal's crazy right now, Mark. I mean, I may not like it, but I do uh, acknowledge it. And also, a lot of coaches. I'm interested in what Dabo's doing at Clemson right now with those hires. If he gets active in the portal all the way out west, Lincoln Riley uh, talking a very big game about defense all of a sudden. And um, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll add a ton to the show tomorrow night. I'm also really interested in talking just about the college football calendar in general and how people who have never coached or played the game down in their life are making it and really, really have done a bad job on that, too. So it's just negativity on all fronts, Mark. I can't wait. (laughs) We shouldn't just focus on the good things. By the way, Josh, I want to let you know, last Friday we had producer Jesse on, and he gave us such a great behind-the-scenes look at uh, at the late kick show i said uh, he was talking about how cerebral you are and i said have you ever seen josh pate angry now i'm sure you're going to deny the existence of this particular day josh but he said there was one day in particular where he beat you three straight games at uh, ping pong and he said you should have seen it mark steam was coming out of his ears be glad you lost that game to josh that you played him steam was coming after his ears so when the uber eats is late or when I beat Josh three times in a row at, uh, at ping pong, uh, he, you see a different side of Josh Pate. Confirm or deny, Josh? Well, here's what I'll confirm to you. I will confirm that I am 163-9 and nine against Jesse, and three of those losses came in one day, and it was post-workout, okay? Normally we play before I go to the gym. So am I an excuse maker? No, I am not. I'm just telling you there were reasons why I lost that day. That's all I'm saying. Have a great day, bud. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. All right, take care. Josh Pate, the Late Kick Show, joining us here on uh, on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel coming up. What is going on in Columbia? Shane Beamer even going to be able to field a team when all is said and done? That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel live on location. Ingalls in Powdersville. And we are the Fan Upstate. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate live on location. Ingalls Markets in Powdersville, South Carolina. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Big thank you to everyone who has stopped by thus far today. If we have not had the privilege of meeting you, please do swing on by 10903 Anderson Road. You know, my my GPS tells me it's Piedmont, but they tell me when I'm in here it's the Powdersville Ingles. And uh, let, let, me t- let me tell you, my friends, it's the nicest corner cafe you've ever seen. This place is awesome. It's, it might be my favorite Ingles markets to come out to, and we hope you'll enjoy uh, coming out, and uh, we'll make it worth your while, man. We've got shirts and books and DVDs to give away to you. we got a contest for you to win the Ingles gift card. We'll begin that in the next hour. 
All right, and we'll ro- we're rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Um, folks, like, what is going on in Colombia? What is happening here with, uh, with Shane Beamer and the transfer portal? Gamecock fans are none too pleased with me right now simply because you report the truth about them, and the truth is not good-looking. South Carolina's leading rusher today, Mario Anderson, uh, it is felt as though he will enter the transfer portal, which will mean the number one running back at South Carolina is gone, the number one quarterback at South Carolina is gone, the number one and number two wide receivers are gone. Remember last week when we said to you, man, we are hearing, we are hearing from people associated with the program that they were worried that a drip of transfer portal players would become a flood. Well, that flood has become a tsunami. And I think if you're a Gamecock fan, do you not have to ask yourself right now, if you're worried about the ability to even field a team, are you worried about that ability right now? Because I I am. How is Shane Beamer going to field a team? He may have to call up the entire uh, Citadel offensive line. What is going on in Columbia right now? Uh, folks, since, since the season ended for South Carolina, 16 players, 16, have entered the transfer portal. And this thing just started. Colton Gothier, Mitch Jeter, Kyla Horton, Xavier McLeod, John Darius Morgan, Isaiah Norris, Juice Wells, Donovan Westmerland. Kajon Banks, Felix Hickson, Landon Sampson, Tanner Bailey, Omega Blake, DeAndre Martin, Xavier Short, Grayson Maines. Folks, like, like I, I just, what are the reasons that these guys are piecing out? They're speaking largely with their numbers. You know, as far as we can tell, like, we, what, what did we think Shane Beamer was doing? at South Carolina. We thought he was recruiting well, right? Which, is he really recruiting well if these guys aren't sticking around? We thought he was building a culture at South Carolina. Well, is he really building a culture if the players aren't sticking around, right? Is he really, is he really doing that? We thought he was getting great fan support and buy-in. Is he really doing that if there's not much of a team to support. And I know Gamecock fans just think I'm, I'm being a hater here, but I'm legitimately wondering what is going on. Because on the surface, it seems like being a Gamecock is a great place to be. It seems like Shane Beamer as a player's coach gets a great effort out of his guys. People want to be there, etc. Until this, 16 players lost in a week? In a week's time, really, 16 players gone. I mean, have you guys ever seen anything like this before? And I know, like, the Florida Gator position um, isn't great, right? The Florida Gator position is not a great place to be. I understand that. I grasp that. But comparatively speaking, right, comparatively speaking to South Carolina – Florida is doing fine, um, and it's, it's, it's incredible to me to consider exactly what's going on with this roster. You know, Clemson has lost uh, four or five guys 
South Carolina's lost 16. Do you not have to be asking yourself the big question why right now? Like what in the name of Jadevian Clowney is going on over here? Uh, Spur Daddy sent me an email in which he said the following, Mark, I'm just done with it. South Carolina gives these players from FCS, D2, and a group of uh, five programs a chance to come in and play big boy football in the SEC, and what do they do? They use us as a squatter program. They come in and show flashes of being good players, or like Juice Wells did in 2022, become a star. Next thing you know, a bigger school comes with the Benjamins, and they are gone as fast as a Lamborghini on the Autobahn. Next up in this category is Mario Anderson, D2 guy from Newberry. Comes in, they give him a chance, and bam, he gone. Used us like a homeless man uses a squatter house. I'm tired of it, man. Where's all the Dak Joiners of the world, the Luke Dodies? Where's the freaking loyalty, man? Oh, I forgot. When you're a squatter, you have no loyalty. It's on to the next squatter house. Spur Daddy out and Florida State boycott the dang Orange Bowl. Peace out, Mark. Couldn't have said it better. Spur Daddy couldn't have said it better. Like, the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness are creating minor league teams in college football. And South Carolina just happens to be the minor league affiliate of Florida State. When Florida State wants to call players up from AAA to the big leagues, they do. And I'm not saying that to upset you if you're a Gamecock fan. Does that not feel like the reality today? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to a little bit bigger platform, and I'm going to play at South Carolina because no one's going to find me at James Madison if I'm Juice Wills. So now I'm going to get to South Carolina. I'm going to be discovered, and then I'm going to peace out and go to the school that I really want to go to. It's got to feel that way right now, doesn't it? It's got to feel that way. All right, we've got the top five at five coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. Live on location, Powdersville, Ingalls Markets, and we are the fan upstate. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.